if every person listening right now thinks of the worst thing they've ever done in their life and then you go he died for that Ladies and gentlemen, dogs and fleas, pull up a chair, sit right down on those knees, for we have a story to tell you that we are still learning about. Welcome to Talk the Walk. My name is Henry Moses. And I'm Gabriel Moses. We are super happy, happy to, to, be to be here, here and thank you for joining us wherever you may be. Are you still reading it? Why didn't you say the whole thing with me if you have it memorized? You said the first part, but you didn't say the whole thing either. That doesn't matter. You couldn't say it. I still said it better, even though I didn't say it right. Totally subjective. This is just opinions. In my opinion. Of course, because you got a big head. Well, I was born that way. Literal and big. Metaphorical. You don't have to make fun of me on the show. I do have to. It's embarrassing. I told people earlier this week. And I don't even have hair to cover up. It's my job to annoy you. I don't even have hair to cover up. The bigness of my head. Thank goodness. How big would it be if you did have hair? Yeah. Look like I have a helmet on. <laughs> Poof. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why that is. It seems like your head gets bigger the older you get. I hear your ears get bigger too. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Merry Christmas to all. Oh, I'm so excited, Gabe. It's been it's been such a good season yeah it's funny i think i think about i was just talking with somebody about this the other day but i think about the the, it's been a crazy year right we really should be feeling downtrodden and beat down i don't feel like christianity as a whole has gotten a lot of wins in fact i can say for a fact that has not been the case by the standards of the world but it feels like what a statement we're being quickened hmm. it feels like god's taking us all to a place that that of quickening a place of growth a place like like the man in the arena mm-hmm. it feels like the christian in the arena y'all look up the man in the arena yes. you can look it up on very the, powerful powerful little statement it feels like james you know i count it all joy when i experience various trials and tribulations Mm -hmm. because it produces steadfastness it produces perseverance refinement and that's just what i feel like Mm -hmm. i feel like i feel like it's an exciting christmas season because where I feel like kind of we should feel beat down. I don't, a lot of the Christians, brother, that I'm around, it doesn't seem that way. Oh, what do you think? I I think about, and I can't think of the scripture, but I think about how it says the renewing, with the renewing of your mind, by the renewing of your mind or something like that. I forget the scripture, but it basically says. Be transformed by, transformed by the renewing of your mind. Yeah. it's there and um each day each day i just i just i enjoy that it's a new day it is a new fresh day and uh whatever happened yesterday in the world or in my life is over 
that's done. It's checked, checked off. And today is a new day and a new opportunity to um, see what the Lord's going to do in my day, in my life. And um, I pray for help to make sure it's something that, that matters, something that's good and that I didn't make a negative impact. And so, I mean, I don't know. I feel fresh each day. You do that at the beginning of the day? Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking up that scripture. Before I go to work. Because I, you know, usually I wake up. You got to prep. Yeah. You got to prep yourself. Yeah, for what's coming in this day. Who knows what comes? Which I I have to be careful not to because we're getting ready to do a a podcast on on the idea of praise in prayer. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I kind of want to dive into that right now, talking no. about prepping ourselves. I think we have something for the to day talk about on this one. Oh, no question. <laughs> is it not? Is it not though? Um, so, I mean, does it not feel like a season to rejoice? Well, heck yeah. There's, I don't know why. I, and, and it could, I don't know if I'm just getting caught up in things, if it's been so rough that Christmas really feels good. You know, <laughs> I just decorated my house. Yep. Not too long ago, and so yep, maybe I'm just overly festive on that. The emotion that comes with the older you get, the more details you know about Christmas and what it means, and how amazing, how how pivotal or just ultimate change of things took place with Christmas. Romans twelve two. Do not be conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewal of your mind that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Boom. Uh, that sounds like a daily thing you should do. Doesn't it? Mm-hmm. That's a game changer every day. That's a game changer. Yeah. 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 Every morning prepping for the day, but it, but it just, it just, it just really, I'm excited. I'm excited about where the Lord's, taking us going into this season it's you know going into this season and mm-hmm. admittedly um you know we, we we record ahead to kind of keep a buffer and so yeah we're recording a little bit early but it feels it's here it's best. upon us even now. it feels i feel like you know i feel like gabe the older i get the more aches and pains i get the I, I can't help but be more great, uh, but be extremely grateful to have lived this long, forty six years. Yeah, to have learned as much as I have, and to look forward to what the Lord is still teaching me because I've got so mm-hmm. much to learn still. I like the saying that says, "The more you know, the more you know you don't know." No, no, no. The more you know, the more you know you don't know. The more you realize just how much you have to learn. How, how much, yeah, or how little yeah. you do actually know. Yeah. It's so true. And then so that gives you, you go, well, I get to learn a whole bunch more mm-hmm. over the next whatever years mm-hmm. or days or whatever. And the the process of learning, another good quote or saying is, it's not the the goal, but it's the journey to the goal that is the whole thing. Mm-hmm. We, you know, walking... The path is different than knowing the path. Yeah. And the excitement of getting to know, I get to live. Every time I pray with my kids, I, yeah. I start the prayer with, yep. thank you, Lord, that, that we're alive. That we, that you saw fit to leave us alive another day. Mm-hmm. 
thank you for this day. As it's a new shot. It's a new opportunity. And all this under the flag of freedom. Mm -hmm. Which, speaking of praying with your kids, I know you were a little worried about the direction Logan was going. As far as not not the direction, but you you felt like he wasn't as quickened yeah. in his relationship with God as yeah. the others yeah. were. We may have even talked about oh, it yeah, this a little bit. It kind of seems like that might be starting to shift a little bit. It does feel like that. The boy is talking just fantastically lately. Yeah. The things he sees, talking about the Holy Spirit. I was like, ooh, talk to me. Which means his wheels are turning. Yeah. Yeah. He's pondering at things. And then the prayer request that he put, you know, yesterday. Yes. He, uh, he, I did my sermon last week and he was there and that, that's pretty cool. So he was listening, at least some, he was listening to the sermon and, uh, and so he ends up putting, you know, I told the story of this, this man that was very, it was shockingly rude to you rude mm-hmm. and uh and and how that i won't you know fill up the time with that but he put as his prayer request to be praying for the sad man at PetSmart, yeah which is where the encounter happened mm-hmm. and how sweet uh, is that it's just precious that's having yeah. a heart for the lot somebody that he hasn't even met but thought about the pain that he was going through and, mm-hmm. and that and it's cool that it says that he was listening. Actually listening in yeah. church. Yeah, he was actually listening. Which can be hard for mm-hmm. kids to do sometimes. Big yeah. church. Yeah. I remember, which I just think it speaks to the person that was speaking, but, you know. Such a great speaker that day. It's such a, so good. So good. Every now and then you get a, a special message yeah. from Man. a special person. Shamwell. Yeah. Shamwell. Whatever. But, Whatever that is. <laughs> but, uh, no, I do remember. I remember when I was a kid, and if it was the right speaker, which, again, that was a ha-ha-ha joke because we were talking about me, which um, <laughs> of Stan smokes me. So, so, but it was so fun to get up to do. If there was time, I would talk about it, but we got to get we got to get rolling here. But I will say that, that uh I remember the right sermons, the right messages when I was a child, you know, yeah, they would, they would hold my attention and, and I would think about it. And yeah. So, so that's encouraging that he was listening. I thought that was kind of neat. Well, you're, you're always, I'm always surprised at what a kid will regurgitate to me later. I can't believe that they pick up some of the stuff they do. You just don't think of them as having that level of mm-hmm. intelligence sometimes. Mm-hmm. And then they go ahead and say something that that you're going, whoa, you are, one, you're actually listening, two, you're actually comprehending mm-hmm. the meaning of what was the message there. Yeah. It blows your hair back. It just, you can't That must be it. what happened to my hair. And you, this must happen to you a lot of times. Kids spoke and it just blew your hair back and off. All the way off. Yep. Speaking of children. I got a good transition too. That's exactly what I was doing just now. Let's see what you got, and then I'll see if mine's better. <laughs> well, speaking of children, uh-huh. talking about children. Uh-huh. TikTok? TikTok. TikTok. No, TikTok. TikTok's a bad transition. Uh, I was going to dive into the scripture and talk a little bit about 
what we're going to be talking about. Let me throw this in there. It'll go with it. So the other day, and this is strictly for the listener, because you already know what I'm saying. But the other day, um, Logan, we were all at, at our house. We were putting up the Christmas tree and we were putting the lights and the bulbs and the ornaments and everything on it and had Christmas music on. And Logan goes, Dad, do you think if God wanted to, do you think he's powerful enough that he could, if he wanted to, that he could come come to earth as a kid and um, be a kid? And uh, somehow that that question got directed over to Carrie and moved from me to Carrie. And I just looked over at Carrie like, I hope you get this one right. Because <laughs> if you don't. Because if you don't, you got yeah, maybe we need to go back to square one. And now, sir, you take off where you were going to go. So square one is, survey says, Isaiah chapter nine, verses six through seven, six and seven. For unto us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be on his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and of peace there will be no end. On the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it and uphold it, with justice and righteousness from this time forth and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. And Gabe, I just, I just tell you, you know, and I'll, I'll kind of reveal to anybody that's listening right now. Boy, we got, we're getting ready. I, I was worried about how I was going to read that because that hits me like a dang ton of bricks every mm-hmm. time I read it. Yeah. If I even hear somebody say it. For unto us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be on his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor. I love that. Mighty God just... Is given. Is given. Undeserved. You know, we've talked the last couple weeks about the thickness of the fall. Yeah. The thickness of the law. Mm Mm-hmm. And it just is weighty, you know. And you get to this point, and uh, and you know, this prophecy and that is is hundreds of years before Christ came. Why, you know, that was my question to you. Why it doesn't even make sense if you take, you know, we can't we can't do nothing to deserve it. Mm-hmm. The best person to ever walk this planet. Obviously, outside of Christ, who was 100% God and 100% man, but as as men alone, the greatest acts, the most righteous acts, are, are filthy in the nostrils of God. Mm-hmm. And then here we go. For to us a child, he comes down in the form of a child. Through which I was talking to you in Bible study last week, the the Nativity movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, 
you want to get an idea and a feel for what they were going through for what Joseph and Mary had to, to check go it out for what I mean it just, about. it's humbling I get I get it I always have a visual of Jesus standing up in heaven you know standing up from his throne to come yeah, I kind of think about that too. Like making the decision to. I, I'm going now, and now is that moment. It is time. I'm going to send Gabriel to teach to tell Mary mm. I'm coming. I'm going to. He's going to. I'm going to send him to go talk to Elizabeth and let her know what's. Can you imagine the excitement of that moment? That's a. The plans getting ready to go into effect. Yeah. He, it's like he's, you know, the way it is, I'm like, okay. He's like, all right, if you want something done right, you got to go do it mm-hmm. yourself. And he's like, alrighty, man, I gave you all the gift of the Garden of Eden and total peace and total freedom and enjoyment and joy in the Garden of Eden. And you botched it. So you had to be expelled. And then you all got so bad. I had to destroy you with flood. You couldn't do it then. Then I had to send down the law. And you still keep on too much. So now I'm going to come to earth as a man. And I'm going to straighten this out. It's go time. You know, it's... it's uh. And I just think about that little child being born. You think about, you think about, I, God could have had Jesus be born anywhere to a to a wealthy man, to a ruler, mm-hmm. but no, He chose to have him be born to Joseph and Mary, and in a manger. In the they couldn't even find an inn, you mm-hmm. know, to be at. Just to give birth to God. And then to have magi, wise men, show up yeah. to present gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh to them in the manger to show the awesomeness of God. And we were talking about this in the Bible reverence. study. Yeah, just the reverence of him. We we the thought of Elizabeth and Mary talking, you know, and Elizabeth talking about my son, the baby leapt with joy, mm-hmm. at, you know, whenever Mary entered the room because the Christ was in her womb mm-hmm. and John the Baptist was in, which it's, that's crazy it, that they were cousins. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that, yeah. They, that they, that, that's just crazy to think of that. God's like, no, this is, they're going to come from the same family, a tight knit yeah. yes. family. Um, but to want, you know, you see a pregnant woman, it, it's just a, there's something special about that in itself. Mm-hmm. You see a pre- pregnant woman and know for a fact that God Almighty <laughs> is in there. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't even know. I can't even imagine what I'd think. So the, the awesomeness and the power of this little child in that moment that has other children and wombs leaping mm-hmm. and has 
Magi showing up with these wealthy gifts Mm -hmm. while he's laying in a manger that's used to feed animals. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Stable. That's the way it all begins. The prophecy everything about fulfilled. Everything about God always has moved me. Mm-hmm. The humble nature of everything about him says that the strength comes in the humility and in and the virtue mm-hmm. in the truth. And I'm like, everything about Jesus always pointed to righteous humility. Mm-hmm. Which people sometimes tend to take that as weak, and it cracks me up. I'm like, there is no greater form of power than righteousness, which includes humility, constant humility. And people just mistake it for the ones that are weakness, able to stand in the face of chaos, anger, uh, blasphemy. Insult, hate, all these hate, anger, all these different forms of vile attitudes. Yeah. And stand and stay calm and speak truth and be willing to get hit and get back up and get hit and get back up. There's no greater witness than that. Yeah. There is no greater witness. What witness is it if you pummel a person? And then speak the truth. You're speaking the same truth, but how likely are they to consider what you have to say? There's no strength in that. It's really weakness. If you have to resort to the physical, that's weak. Well, they've seen it a hundred times too. It's weak. It's the way of the world. It's weak. The way of the world is weak. It's funny because they connect the idea with beating someone up to make that, that must make you right. Yeah, it just and makes you a better makes, fighter. Yeah, you're a better fighter. Yeah, good job. Or you're bigger, or you just, you know, whatever. And I'm like, all that meant was nothing. Because of that, your name will not be remembered. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's weak. It's weak. It's weak. I'm not going to say I haven't done it, but I'm just saying it's weak. And I've tried to discipline myself over the years to to become, you know, that's the goal. To, to be more like Christ, to be Christ-like. That's what the word Christian Transformation. means. Transformation. He walked with such a strength. Like you said, with such a humble strength. Even when he was 12. Mm-hmm. The priests of the temple were blown away by his wisdom. I'm sorry. You know, what? What's Lucy, 12? Mm-hmm. Yeah. She is. And Logan's 11. Yeah. I mean, I like to talk to him, listen to him, but I don't necessarily get blown away. You know, know? and they're smart. Yeah. You know, but I'm not sitting there like, it's a good thing I don't have hair. Because if I'd had hair, you'd have blown it off with that Mm -hmm. thing. Like, no. Nah, it's not that way with them. And I'm not, I would say I'm of average education. Mm-hmm. It's not like I'm greatly educated. These dudes, these <clears throat> dudes that were in the temple. Had been schooled, yeah. trained, and studied. Above everybody else. Yeah. By far. Yeah. And they were blown away by the wisdom and the, the confidence and the authority with which he spoke. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it just, it just, 
To me, it all circles back around to the simple fact that is hard for a human mind to wrap around. It's just that 12-year-old is God. Yeah. He's God. And the sooner everybody can accept that, the easier it is to just do and go along with whatever we learned in the Bible, whatever the Bible has in it. Mm -hmm. The 12-year-old is God. Mm -hmm. The 33-year-old, the baby, is God. And there's there's, there's a lot of Christians that still struggle with really, you know, going, is God. This is God that came. This is God who's coming back. And this is this is God who I hear sometimes or who moves in my life to connect all that together. It changes everything you do. Yeah, the more you the more you believe, which is the more faith you have, mm-hmm. the more willing you're going to have to lose it all. And it it is a process, you know. And I have such grace for that because if I think about my life, and I think about the ups and the downs, you know, the, the thickness in my walk, but, but, but I can look back and see the grace that was afforded to me Yes, to help me to get to the point that I am today. And I'll say, I'm proud to, to be at the point that I'm at now. Yes, me too. I also understand what a long way I have to go, but what I'm most proud of is like you said, the humility, the God is helping me to better take lashes. I want to be one of the best at taking lashes. Mm-hmm. I want to be able to be insulted and show love back. Yeah. Which is what we're called to do. You know? Yeah. Um, which is what Christ did. This is the neat thing to think of is that you said, I know what a long way I have to go. And as, as you said that, I'm thinking, man, you've got an infinite way to go. Yeah, it's the never-ending story. It's the never-ending yeah. story that's, oh, yeah, no that we're still learning about. Yeah. That's a mean thing to say, but okay. It is. <laughs> and no, I'm just, You know, but it's sad but true. It is true. Of we, all we, have, yeah. we have an infinite way. So, in other words, we're not going to get there. So, what are we left with? We're left with today. Mm-hmm. We're left with right now. And what we get to do with this gift today. The Bible also says we're not promised tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And we're not. So it's like, okay, whatever comes down the road, almost like, does it even matter? What matters is today. How am I going to live and use this gift of life today Mm -hmm. to be humble and sacrificial and selfless, righteous, kind, all the things that today is like all that matters. Mm -hmm. We know we have a future. I don't want to get that messed well, up. Well, tomorrow's not guaranteed anyway. So it's not guaranteed. Yeah. You do the very best with what you've got today and you you know see if the Lord wants to grant you to Yeah. Yeah. So this very moment is really the only moment that matters. Mm-hmm. What do you choose to do with it right now? Mm-hmm. But then, then of course you just think about God's perfect his he 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 knows exactly what he's supposed to do. So every move he made is perfect. And thinking about he, him getting up, coming on down to earth, and walking and talking among us, and people having to be shown over and over again, I am the Messiah. Mm-hmm. 
Ooh, who was, which was it Peter that said to the other disciple, he's here. The, we have found the Messiah. He's here. Which one was that? Do you we remember that? the Messiah. Yeah, they, they were oh, excited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was it the two it's Thunder me. Brothers? or uh, yeah, No, it was, his bro- it was his Peter's brother, uh, Andrew. Andrew, is it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No theologians here. but we're just, Right. And the, the, can you imagine being able to say the words out of it? Because we know yeah. Jesus is coming back. So what if I came to you? I came beating down your door. I was like, brother, listen to this. Mm-hmm. I've found G- Jesus is here. You know, we're pretty sure we're going to be raptured in about the blink of an eye, so I guess it wouldn't maybe go down that way, but just pretending like it did, like it did back then. The Messiah is here. He's here. Well, yeah, yeah, you're expecting, because they were expecting it. Yeah, it was prophesied. Yeah, it, it had been prophesied for hundreds of years, mm-hmm. foretold of. And uh, and so, you know, but and, and I've studied, not, I, I don't know a whole lot of the, logistics of it um, but I do know that there were numerous people coming claiming to be the Messiah because if you think about think about how many scam artists there are nowadays everywhere right well about there's it, nothing new under the sun it's mm-hmm. not like there weren't scam artists back then too yeah and what would be the greatest scam to run in Israel I'm, I'm Jesus. the Messiah I'm, yeah. or I'm the Messiah yeah Christ. come and follow me I mean the power that's going to come with it. I saw a TikTok today or yesterday where this they think that Jesus is over in Jerusalem or something. Somewhere over in the Middle East. And they're crowded all around him. I mean, as he's getting in his car yeah, <laughs> with guards and stuff. Like, like, it was a great scam then. It's a great scam now. It's just yeah. so funny to think, though. Yeah. I'm like, would Jesus have these guards all around him? Mm-mm. He's God. Yeah. He never needed them back then. He didn't. Well, but but Israel, you know, the Jews don't believe that Christ was the Messiah. Mm-hmm. So they still believe the Messiah is to come. Still to come. That that, that all that so, happened was. Uh, so you so you could still yeah. I mean, if you could get them to believe, or even a okay. group of people to believe, sure. Yeah, oh, there's crazies out Ooh, there all over the place. Man, that's tough. But it. Uh, but but so back then there were there were you know newer so I, I would think it would be if you know the brother runs up to you you'd have to be a little skeptical because there were people going around saying they were the Messiah I don't know and convincing people if you came up to me and said that I'd be a little bit like tell me more why do you think that yeah I would be because you would believe it. You wouldn't be just clowning like we do all so many times throughout the day. You'd believe it. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, it would be, there'd be a little part of me that go, is there a possibility that he actually mm-hmm. is here? And but but you'd have to be, and if you think about the, the disciples, their response, the change from post-Christ to during the life of Christ, during the ministry of Christ... Whoosh, I mean, immature throughout the upbringing, right? Mm-hmm. Which that's encouraging mm-hmm. because you think about the way Christ was with them repeatedly. Again, undeserving. It's not like he picked any of these people because they deserved it. Right. 
He picked them from all kinds of different walks of life, as he does with us. Yeah. And and uh, but but the the grace that he affords them and discipline that he would give to them. Mm-hmm. He said, "Get thee behind me, Satan." That's Peter. exactly you what know? I was thinking about right there. Uh, what if you know? I'm looking at you, Satan. Get you behind me. So what you would think you you're think? Cry, are you pulling doing your Christ complex? What would again? you think? I'm bringing you a thought. You don't have the long hair anymore. You need to stop with this God complex thing. I'm done with you. I'm just saying. I'm trying to help you. Henry. All right, now I'm saying, Henry, get you behind me. Get behind you're me. You're not the get Christ. Back. You're not the child. You're a middle child. Accept that. Be who you are. I'm you a, be you. You do I'm you. A, I'm going to be humble while you're attacking me. Okay. Good job. I'm going to be humble. Well done. So, so. Oh, oh, well done. Now, who's putting, who's getting in that Jesus spot now? Well, I didn't say good, You were going to say good. You were thinking it. Because you're not good, good or faithful servant. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, nah, I, I can't lie on the podcast. <laughs> nah, I'm just kidding. You do better than I do. But... The uh, but thinking about Gabe, thinking about the it starts like we're undeserving the whole life of Christ, the whole way while he's here, we're undeserving, 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 and yet he does. He kept comes down as this gift to us. That that's what gets me. That's what gets me with the verse. How sick, I mean sick of a people we are. Mm-hmm. Gross, disgusting, foul. Yeah. Wallowing with the pigs, wishing we could eat their food. Prodigal. Mm-hmm. Right? And. Yeah. And here he comes. God Almighty in the form of a child. God Almighty in the form of a shepherd. Mm-hmm. God Almighty in the form of a teacher. God Almighty in the form of humility. God Almighty in the form of peace. God Almighty in the form of love. God Almighty in the form of discipline. Every single thing that we need and every single thing that we could do nothing to deserve. Mm -hmm. And here he is. I mean, I just... I mean, imagine standing before that manger... And seeing him, I don't even know. I mean, I, you got to wonder, what did they say? What did the Magi say? I know they presented those great gifts, and I wonder what, what they do with those. I don't, I don't know. But anyway, that's a whole <laughs> rabbit trail. Jenny, that, that would be a literal rabbit trail. Oh, goodness. <laughs> we'll talk about that on the next one. If you think about, I like to think about how many times in the Bible people who were in God's presence bowed that they fell on their face Mm -hmm. the humbling nature of being in the presence of his majesty every time every time someone Mm -hmm. has an encounter man they just hit the they hit the deck yeah it brings you to your knees and then of course he goes ahead and says it every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord. You ought to imagine. I, I, we, we're imaginative creatures. 
Yeah. And I told you about how when I pray, I told you recently how when I pray, um, when I'm in a deep form of prayer, I, I imagine myself as a knight. Yeah. A sun and a knight with a robe around my shoulders that approaches the king and kneels in a certain kind of way. In servitude. Humility and servitude. servitude and gratefulness yeah. before the king. Um, no. Well, just kneeling. I was talking about kneeling. Yeah. And uh, how we do that. And then, and then when you get before the Lord, what do you imagine to do? Kneel. Right. And I, I do, you know, and the it's so funny whenever I think about it, I just, I'm like, I don't even feel worthy to kneel. I'm no, like, I got it. Okay. I'm can I track. Sorry. lay down all the way <laughs> flat on the ground? I can't get low enough. Right. You can't. In yes. reverence. Yes. I'm like, that's so no with, clothing, no nothing. Just being reverent. Pr- right. Yeah. Prone. Being in the presence of the Lord. That's what I imagine. Like if I, if I came upon Christ in the manger, this is what I imagine in my head. And I know not everybody here is Trekkies, but we're, we grew up Trekkies. Yeah. And you remember, um, Trekkies are people who watch Star Trek. Yes. And so you remember in Star Trek three, the original series, whenever, whenever, which whenever he found out that his son had died, and he just, Kirk, just kind of fell yeah. over and yeah. and proned out. You know, not proned out, but he fell, didn't, you know, kind of against his chair. He tried to sit down onto the ground. Totally just, missed his yes, chair. And just wiped out. And just the, the no control, the, the, no, the non-control that he had there. Hmm. That's what I imagine if I, I would probably react like if I came up and saw Christ there, it's, that's two different things, but the form of emotion, (laughs) the form of just uncontrolled. Yeah. Loss of of your faculties, of your body, of your, you know, you just, I don't know if I'd even be able to stand, you know, the song says, or to my knees would I fall, but, but I wonder if I wouldn't fall flat on my butt. I'm like, you know what I'm saying? I, I mean, would think God I would right implode. There just, I think I would implode. <laughs> the world. <laughs> no, me. If implode. I was in the presence of God, I would just burst. I would implode. Doop. Gabe's gone. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't take it. I w- I've thought about this so many times. I'm like, what do I do? It's hard I to grasp with bleh. your mind. It's Panic. hard to grasp with your bleh. mind. Uh, the righteousness and pure glory of God. I don't know it's, if I can yeah, even in front think. of me. I, yeah, to be looking at it's, it's uncomfortable even to think about. Yeah, I mean, it really is because we're so not worthy. Yeah, to no, even nothing. You almost don't even feel worthy to think about to imagine being there. You know, God with Moses said, "I will allow you to see my backside because my glory would destroy you." That's the awesomeness of God. And now you have Christ. You're walking up. There he is. I really think I'd wipe out. I I think I would just fall in awe and tears. And why? Like I said, I can't even read a scripture. I know darn well I will. I can't even read a scripture without getting choked up. Yeah, we cry a lot at the scripture. Oh, it just eats me up. When I'm reading the scripture to carrying the kids, I just can't, I, I choke up. 
I have to take big breaths. Yeah. Sometimes I just cry through the words. Yeah. And then I apologize a bunch while I'm doing it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. I was so glad I got the tears out before we jumped on here because I have been <laughs> snotting it up. Yep. Yep. <laughs> you know, it's just. It's, and the, and then and now we come to the gift, the full. You know, through mm-hmm. through all this talking, we come. We do. We've already talked about the gift, but then it, it brings us right back to the gift because of how pathetic and and stuff we behave. If every person listening right now thinks of the worst thing they've ever done in their life, and then you go, he died for that. Mm-hmm. He came just for that. I, I I sit here thinking about some of the worst things in my life as we speak, and I go, he loves me. Mm-hmm. He died so I could be free of he that, that. Of that mm-hmm. sin and, the, and clean the slate for me. And I can't take it. That's why I say I would implode. Yeah. At the look at the side of him. Yeah. Just boop, gone. No, I like can't that. He take died it. for that. That's that's good. He stuff. died for that. Yeah. For you, the gift. And you're now and being free. encouraged by that. Yeah, that's a good. I mean, rather than being beat down by it, because that's that's just a tool of Satan. He yeah. knows Satan came and ruined this all. Satan hadn't come along. Mm. Nothing. Nothing. But I, he knows what we go through. And he has a lot of compassion for it. And like the naughty little children have to get their little butts beat to be corrected. Mm-hmm. Yes, you and I were talking before this podcast that God is a little bit of, viewed by people as a harsh God. <clears throat> and I'm like, that doesn't bother me. My kids make me into a bit of a harsh daddy sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I'm not kidding. Whenever they get a certain way, they're going to get the harsh daddy. But they don't question your love for them. They don't question my love. <clears throat> they just know they're being corrected mm-hmm. seriously. Mm-hmm. And But we we have, as people, well, usually it's a, a person who hasn't accepted Jesus as their Lord that says God's a harsh God. And here's, here's a thought on that. I'm glad you brought that up because... In this season, one, and Todd Friel of Wretched Radio has brought this up, and I really, I really like this thought process. We should not, you know, we kind of, oh, Jesus is the reason for this season. Oh, don't say happy holidays. Why are you saying happy holidays? This is Christmas. You know, we, mm-hmm. why would we expect the, the lost <clears throat> to embrace the reason for, for Christmas? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. The lost are going to sin. They're not. They haven't embraced Christ. They're they're in the process of rejecting him. And the yes. only way that's going to change is if we don't take all this stuff personally. Mm-hmm. We can't take. Yes, they're what they're doing. How they choose to phrase to say Happy Holidays, and and I'm guilty, Gabe. I'm guilty. Just this morning, somebody said Happy Holidays to me. After I had told them Merry Christmas in a text, and it and it pissed me off, <laughs> you know. Well, it doesn't make you happy because you feel like they're insulting. But Christ. is that my person? That's my personal agenda. Yeah. If we're going to get down to it, and I corrected myself on it quickly, mm-hmm. but if I if we're going to get down to it, as an opportunity, they're kind of announcing themselves as I am unsafe. Yes. Yes. So, okay. yes, well, now I know how to 
approach this person. Yes. That means you you haven't experienced yes. the freedom. Of Help them to freedom see freedom from sin through Christ and His salvation. Uh, his the sacrifice. freedom that is offered from yeah. this gift that we don't deserve. I love that. I love that you said that. Because now forever on, I'll uh, if somebody says happy holidays, I'll be like, oh, you're earmarked for not yeah. knowing Christ. Yeah. Listen. And now I get to talk to you. Let me love on you. I love that. Let me embrace you. Because all my life, that's annoying me too, because it just represented the antichrist. And I'm like, I can't stand that for all Jesus. And we already know they're Y'all want to take him You're either pro-Christ or you're anti-Christ. Yeah. And so it just, but you're, I wish I'd had that perspective a decade ago or 15 years ago when this happy holidays thing started, because it does, Mm -hmm. it says they don't know. Where once I was blind, now I see, but they're still blind. And that's the perfect shot mm-hmm. to say, okay, I get to express who Jesus is to this person. That's great. It's I love just that. seeing the opportunities and remaining humble. And that I, I did love that. I can't take credit for that. That that was Todd Friel. That, that, mm-hmm. But boy, it was a great point. And the funny thing, I, I, at first I thought, Oh no, if I grew with that, you know, and, uh, but, <laughs> but are we so focused on implementing our political agendas and our political ideology that we're forgetting to share the gospel mm-hmm. that we are not, do we have <clears throat> our sights off? Christmas season is a great time to reset those sights. Yes. Yes. You know, if you're, a, if you like shooting, shooting guns, you know that, it, it, yep. On sites, you gotta, you gotta make sure those sites are set right mm-hmm. or else you, you're going to miss the mark. Yeah. You could be shooting at the right thing, but you're going to miss the mark. Christmas is a good time to make sure our sites are set. right. Yeah. Reset. To Recalibrate. make sure that we are, as we talk about, as we say at the end of every show, going into the world and spreading the gospel, that mm-hmm. we are helping others to see the reason for the season, not expecting people that don't know any better. Yeah. Or that do know better, but have gone the way so of the, of the prodigal child, mm-hmm. not expecting them. To, to say that, yeah, I mean, love, like you just said a little bit ago, they say happy holidays. We set our sights. Yep. Oh, oh, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, have, I have a thought for you. Yeah. Take it from there. You know, I have a gift for you. It's an exciting season. It's a freeing season. Well, and you think about the, the people that say, have you heard the good news? I've never done that whenever I'm talking to people about mm-hmm. the Lord, but, or have you heard the gospel? I always love how, how great mm-hmm. that, you know, the boldness and straightforwardness mm-hmm. of it and just the simplicity of it. Have you heard the good news? Because it is the good news. The gift has been point. given. Are we talking about it like we believe it. Yeah. Well, and, and, yeah, it's just like if someone says they're a Christian, people are nervous yeah. to say I'm a Christian these days because the stigma that's been put on Christians by other Christians yeah. and by uh, people who are not saved. Mm-hmm. But it's like, isn't a Christian a Christian? The true definition of a Christian is still 
one who has been saved from sin by the death and resurrection of Christ and has asked for forgiveness and says, I'll follow. That's a Christian. But Man, if, now you got me curious. You got me curious, Rob. Oh, you got me curious. So what 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 do you let's see? Christian But to back definition. While you look that up, um, the idea of saying, Have you heard the good news? Once Jesus had done all this, that was. It was it it was so profound and it was so freeing that you would want to tell good news if you had good news. You would want to say, here's the gospel. And then, and then things people say, um, have you, what is it? And they would say, they always say it so, um, sarcastically in shows. Have you heard, or have you heard the good news of our Lord and Savior and, or what? It, I forget how they put it. And it's always so sacrilegious. I've heard it a few times, but they, they make it sound like somebody telling about Jesus' death and resurrection. They make jokes about it like it's, Silly. Who does the these TV shows or movies? They'll in, they'll interject it. I know it sounds rabbit Charlie, but anyway, they make it sound so bad so that you're nervous to even say, "Have you heard the good news of the gospel?" And it's like, no, that is the good news of the gospel, and it was and it was such great news before people turned it into a silly thing. But you've got to believe it. I mean, and and this is the season, you know. They put that you you always see around Christmas because they're talking about Santa. Mm-hmm. Believe, oh yeah, believe, Santa, okay, believe, right? And they're yeah. talking about Santa, but really, it's a good point. Look at the see those believe signs, and let it be a reminder to you. Believe what you're talking about. Believe what you're saying. You know, believe. People can sense that. You know what what spirit are you coming at me with? Mm-hmm. Are you excited about what you're talking about? Are well, and I like it because passionate. If you look at someone and just say and say, just believe, just believe. Well, great. Okay, I'll just believe. No, I'm like it. it this is about your relationship and what how you've personally experienced mm-hmm. Christ in your life. Do you remember the miracles He's done for you? Do you remember whenever He changed your heart on something that you had been doing the wrong, evil way for mm-hmm. years? Do you remember watching it happen to other people? Don't you remember? Don't you know what that means? Or do you not have a relationship with God? So someone says, believe, you're like, believe what? It has to be a true relationship mm-hmm. and a true connection with God. The Gotta creator, be real. Yeah. The one who came and died on the cross. The one who came and was born first mm-hmm. and lived a life under Mary and Joseph. And was sort of rejected by his own family and then went to the temple and then went and made water into wine and then let the whole story begin of miracle after miracle after miracle and people going, heal my servant, heal this crippled, Mm -hmm. dropping him through the ceiling of a, a little house. I think that's so cool. They knew he, this, this man will heal our good friend. They'd do anything. The lady that was bleeding, touching his garment mm-hmm. so that she could be healed. And Zacchaeus up in the tree. And Lazarus dead and his sisters there saying, you're too late. 
I'm like too late for Jesus. I always love that part. If you just been here, but it's too late now. Mm-hmm. I'm like too late for Jesus. Nothing is too late for Jesus. That's I, true. Get get him in the vicinity, and it is a healing and a reclaiming of life, and a correcting of hate. Drawing a line mm-hmm. in the sand, saying you who's the first. You know, whoever, whoever's without sin, cast the first stone. Go ahead. And they just, they all bail out mm-hmm. and leave. And then he's left just with her and he heals her spirit. This is not a joke. Well, and, and you know, if you relate that to today's day and age, it's not too late for your loved ones. It's not too late. For those around you that maybe seem lost, yeah. that maybe seem like the woman with the issue of the blood, that maybe seem like, and I'm talking about spiritually, physically too, but spiritually, the ones we worry about, where are they going? What's this? What's that? It's too late. They're doing too many bad things. They may be in prison. Mm-hmm. I don't know. They may have have killed, raped, pillaged. It's, it's all forgivable to God. Mm-hmm. Yes, you will, you will pay for what you do here on earth. But there is grace in the Lord. There is forgiveness in the Lord. It is not too late. There, I would say don't lose hope in this season of hope. For those around us, don't give up the fight. For those loved ones around you, pray constantly. Take the lashes on their behalf. You know, Be willing to take their verbal lashes to bring them before God. Don't forget, even though it's tired, it can be tiring. You can feel like you've prayed the same prayer. Trust the Lord. Never stop. Never stop. Be willing to cut the roof out and lower them before. Yep. Whatever it takes. Yep. To get them before the throne of Christ. Yep. Whatever it takes to bring them to salvation. I just got to tell you, this room feels Holy Spirit filled to me. Well, no. I was, well, yeah. and what else is supposed to happen? You're sitting here talking yeah. about Christ. The Christ. Yeah. You know, you, you, you see the college football teams that say they're announcing, or on, in the NFL, they'll be showing the football players and they'll somebody will be saying, I'm University of Iowa offensive line, blah, 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 and they'll be saying there. But every now and then you'll see somebody that says, The Ohio State. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's not a bunch of Christ. There is only one. The. The Christ. Christ. The Christ. Who came undeserved. You say we close it out with with just the 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 reading of that scripture. Sounds good. I like that. Get ready to pray it up. Again, from Isaiah chapter 9. For unto us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and of peace there will be no end on the throne of David and over his kingdom, to establish it and to uphold it with justice and righteousness for this time forth and forevermore. The, the, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. Heavenly Father, 
We thank you for a gift we don't deserve. We thank you that you love us, though we stink. We thank you, Father, that you never quit on us, you never give up on us, and we ask, Lord, that you help us to do the same for, for those around us. Merry Christmas, Father. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Go ye into all the world. And preach the gospel. Amen. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. saying i'm trying to help you here. all right now i'm saying henry get you behind me